0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about possible breakout season candidates for the Sixers. Who will it be? Why that player, of course, will be important to the rotation. We'll get into that next right here. Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome, you are locked on 76s. I'm Devon Givens from 97 Father Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers Beat Writer for the Enquirer.com. What's up, Keith? What's popping, man? Friday? It's Friday. That's what's popping.
1: I know, right? I know. Thank <laughs> so, God
0: it's Friday, right? <laughs> forward to the weekend, man. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for making locked on 76s your first listen every day. And remember, locked on 76s is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at locked on 76 as well, man, you, uh, you had a great question yesterday that you posted on social media, uh, that we wanted to bring to the uh, podcast and discuss it with, uh, with each other. And of course have others who may not have, uh, have, uh, seen it on social media, which was what Sixer player will have uh, a breakout season for the 22 23 campaign. And uh, I did not look at it specifically to see who the people had. So before we get to ours, uh, who were uh, who were who would you say if you had to tally it up just by glancing through the responses, would you say the people have for the candidate to be the number one choice for a bust out? It was it was extremely
1: close. Uh, number one I would have to say is B ball Paul, and number two was Maxie. You know what I mean? People think that Maxi is going to take that next level,
0: right? Um, but uh yeah, number one was B Ball Paul, Paul Reed. Okay. All right. Well, since you threw it out there, I'll answer first and you can go uh, okay. second. I'm, I'm with the majority of the people who went with Tyrese Maxey. I understand he jumped in a big way from his uh, a barely used year one to year number two, where he averaged 17 points in the starting role and improved his three-point shooting to 42.7%, where he was tremendous. And I didn't see that part coming either, but I thought that he could give you more than he get, did in year number one, for whatever reason, you know, Doc Rivers just wasn't ready for a rookie to come in and step in and play. We saw little glimpses. We saw flashes, especially that 16-point performance in game six of the second round against the Atlanta Hawks on the road to force the game, help force the game seven. You could see it in him that he had that in big games, and I think there's another level for him to go. That was a surprise for the 17 points, and now I think with a full season, uh, with James Harden in the starting role, knowing that he's going to be the starter, even though Doc Rivers said, oh, we knew he was going to be a starter. I never believed Doc Rivers when he said that, by the way, when he yeah. said that we going into to the season, despite all the stuff with Ben Simmons, he was going to start with Ben Simmons. I just didn't believe that. Uh, but um, now, knowing that he's going to, going to be a starter, he doesn't have to worry about anything about coming off the bench and being a punch off the bench and all of that. He's going to be the starting guy next to Harden in the backcourt. I think there's a level for him to go to with his mid-range game now. We know he can get to the basket with the downhill ability, finishing at the rim in a variety of different ways, finishing in transition, we know that, and now making the shots from three-point range. If he can consistently keep that going, and I don't mean at a 40% clip like he gave us last year, even if he does it uh, 38, 39, close to 40, But it's a consistent and now again he knows he can make that shot that mid-range game is what's going to help help put him over the top i believe and get him to that next level
1: yeah yeah i i I agree with you on that one um but he's not the guy that i picked he's he actually you know he's he's not even in the top two of the guys that i have the number one guy that i picked is matisse Thibault, and and i know and and the reason why i'm going with matisse is because when you look at him, you you talk about, you know, defense, we all know that, and we talk about the offensive struggles that he's had. But, you know, when you base something off of somebody's work ethic and, and, and what they're putting in, and I think that the season that he had was such a struggle last year, that it's one of those things that he's going to definitely be motivated to come out and show something. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, and, you know, you're looking at Matisse as a guy who – only averages four point one field goals uh per game over his three year career. You know, last season he shot thirty-one point three percent from a three. The year before that he shot thirty percent. But as a rookie, you know, he he you know he, he wasn't one of the best three point shooters, but he shot thirty-five point seven. I feel like that he's gonna find his groove and he's gonna be able to uh you know knock down some shots. Um, I, I think a lot of it is he may have to get some more shot attempts also because it's hard to make an impact when you 4.1 shots per game. But I but I do believe that this guy is motivated and he's going to come out and he's going to show us something because, you know, he, he had the times when he was benched. He had the, the covid situation or the unvaccinated six situation, too. And I think that can impact you. Um, mentally and have a negative impact. But I do believe that he's going to come out and he's going to be, uh, have a breakout year for the Sixers this season.
0: Well, again, now it's going to be in a different role because P.J. Tucker's going to start, and Matisse I was going to go back to the bench. He'll still get minutes, and he'll get good minutes, 25, 30 minutes a night. But uh, now there's a different role again. He's going back to, to the bench, and uh, how does that impact him mentally? Uh, I, I, I don't know him as well to know that if that's something that's really going to get to that, if that bothers him or not. I understand he's a team guy, but uh, then again, you go back to being a team guy where they needed you in the postseason. And unfortunately, with the vaccination situation that comes into play now in conversations of doing what's best or what's needed for your team. So uh, how is he going to handle that coming off the bench again? Uh, I, I don't know, and if that's going to be a problem now going into the full season, start of the season, if that's going to be the role, that's the role. Then he understands that, but uh, I, I just don't know if that's going to impact him at all. I don't think it
1: will. I mean, when you think about it, his rookie year, he came off the bench and, and and he was phenomenal. Now he did start certain games. I think they were some crazy record, like thirteen and one or something like that. At least his first fourteen starts when he started, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the, the the thing is, you know, you got to realize, like, you, you look at a guy like Tobias and you see that he's a four, but he's also a three. He's one of your better players. You look in, and you, you got to, uh, you know, you got to understand your role. You got to understand where you fit in in the rotation. At this particular time, he's not a starter because of these offensive guys and because of the P.J. Tucker. But I also think that if you notice, you know, there was times when he came in off the bench. And he played better than he did when he was in the starting lineup. So I, I feel like, you know, that's going to help out a lot. And and I do see him having a role because, yes, a lot of these guys can get the open bucket. They can knock down threes. But he can also be a guy who can slash to the basket. You know, they can lead him in. You know he, he, you know, he can do that. And then I think that, like I said, he's been working hard. I, I think for a guy like him, it's not about starting. It's about coming in. You know in in your minutes and, and just laying down the law so to
0: speak okay all right man um I, if you don't mind on the other side i'd like to give another one if we can do that i give another one you give another one and then, uh, we'll talk about a, a great documentary that's coming out about point guard play from new york city kevin durant's uh i think that's his his company that has put this together and released it so i wanted to get it i wanted to throw that at you as well as we are basketball fans Number one, first and foremost, outside of work. And uh, we also know about New York City point guards from afar and seeing how, how great they were. So we'll talk about that later and we'll continue the conversation of breakout stars next, right here, locked on 76ers. Right now, let's talk about bet
1: online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be your top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today.
0: Might as well. It's Friday. Might as <laughs> well do it. Right. You know what I'm doing today? Making What's sure it? I get a lottery ticket in for that $1 billion.
1: Yeah, i might have to stop and get one okay. after we do this. That's <laughs> what
0: I'm doing. Uh, hope you all uh, don't do it. That gives us, Keith and I, more chance to win. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as <laughs> your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts, it's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. Um, I wanted to give another one uh, as far as the uh, breakout star, the potential of, of having a breakout star for this season. And um, I wanted to look at it and say, I don't know. I, I, I believe I believe that it's there if he is on this roster because we talk about his contractual situation of being a second round pick and uh, how they decide to go about that with the non-guaranteed deal that he has at the, at the moment. Isaiah Joe, there's a spot for him for his skill set on this basketball team mm-hmm. with the shooting, um, whether it's like you talked about, going out there and getting a point guard. It wasn't just to run the team, but also to be able to knock down the shot. There's a void in the sense of a pure specialist, if you will, that shoots the ball the way that J.J. Redick did, seth curry did and now with uh you bringing in daniel house and james harden can shoot the basketball both of them can shoot pj tucker can also knock down his shots as well but when we talk about a specialist because they're in the league for what they do he was drafted for what he does well and that's shoot the basketball and they could still use that uh, from someone to be that knockdown shooter danny green again i i failed to mention him and that's my mistake was no longer here traded to memphis isaiah joe has an opportunity again to be that one and i don't want to exclude george niang either that's my fault for uh not thinking about him either when it comes to the shooting but i think there's a place for isaiah joe and his outside shooting on this basketball team keith uh, so i think it's more of a, a want to see him be a breakout star or i feel more confident in saying that tyrese maxi will take that next step i i'm still unsure of if Isaiah Joe is going to do it but I do know that the ability that he has to shoot the basketball why he was drafted why he's in this league and has good size to him and will compete on defense I hope this is a breakout season for him in a sense of it may not be a starter but a a, a rotational player who who teams fear coming in find number seven because he can knock it down
1: yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, and when you look at when you look at Isaiah Joe, I mean, let let let's face it. You know, summer league was one of those things. You know, here's a guy who's on a nine guaranteed deal. The team says, "Hey, uh, do you want to go to summer league?" Well, he has to go to summer league when the team says that. And unlike B ball Paul, Paul Reed, Isaiah Joe had to play in both summer leagues. But when you look at that, you know, Trevelin Queen came in with high regard, a guy who they signed in free agency, you know, um, got a two-year contract, only, what, 330000 is guaranteed this year. But Isaiah Joe outplayed. If we're going to be real, he outplayed that dude. So you look at it and you're saying to yourself, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, he could get caught up in the numbers game, but. He's shown this summer that he outplayed the dude that you was hyping up to come in off the bench, you know, the, the G league MVP. So, you know, I I think that you're right. If he gets in and he gets some minutes, he can, um, (laughs) he can produce. The problem is though, the coach doesn't like playing like young guys. So, you know, he may like maybe he's gonna be a third-year veteran, so maybe he'll get an opportunity. But I don't know, man. I, I think it gets to a point with the Sixers, you are who we think you are, like who you were, and and you may uh, progress and show some improvement. But the other guys, who Melton, the Anthony Melton, and and Daniel House, are probably gonna be ahead of
0: you know it'd probably be ahead of him because of no, they will be so that's yeah. why he has to do what he does which is knock down shots yeah yep so yeah man uh there's just something that again they could use and if he's able to find that shooting rhythm it would be very helpful not only for himself because he would be on the team but for the team also as they get ready for the season you got one more or you just go with isaiah joe
1: I mean, I'm going with him. I mean, you know, I'm going to go with him. Like, you know, if he's there, like, you know, Paul Reed, yeah, he could be a good guy if he gets in, but I got to figure out how they're going to utilize him right now. You know what I mean? Like, just figure out how they're going to utilize him. You know what I mean? Isaiah Joe is a guy who's shooting 35% from three. You know, know, B-ball, Paul, Paul Reed, I mean, he shot 14.3% from three. That was a struggle. But, again, they got him playing the five, right? Um, but 14.3 for his career, uh, 25% overall, but I do think that he can get in there and he can be a nice energy guy and do stuff for him. But when you talk about the guys that I'm saying who can really have a breakout, like I, we know what b-ball Paul can do. Right. But I'm talking about Matisse and then I'm also talking about Isaiah Joe. So I, I agree with you on that.
0: Okay. All right. I appreciate that one, man. All right. Well, final one. We'll talk about this new documentary coming up and give our thoughts on New York City point guards watching the league for so many years. We'll do that next final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens with you here on this Friday. All right, Keith. So Kevin Durant's company is uh, putting out a documentary comes out later on tonight and I'm definitely going to be sitting down watching it and as a basketball fan I've always marveled as a point guard too when I played not at a high level but I did play point guard I always marvel at some you know the skill set you see you know when guys can play and there have been so many that have come from New York from Kenny Anderson to Kenny Smith and Rod Strickland and Mark Jackson and so on and so forth there have been so many guys. And I can't wait to see some of the people that do pop up in this New York City point guard documentary. Some of the ones that we may forget, um, like uh, Smush Parker. Right. So uh, somebody that was tough back in the day, went to Fordham and then played in the league for a few years. Uh, I ask you first, um, if I had to ask you, who, who was your favorite New York City point guard of all time, even though you're from this area, but watching basketball, who would it be?
1: Man, it was Pearl Washington back in the day. I mean, you know, he was I mean, you know, he didn't make it in the league or anything like that. But, I mean, I remember as a, a kid growing up and you saw Syracuse playing and it was like, uh-oh, let me check this dude out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He had the razzle-dazzle. He was, you know, he was the star. He was the man. So I would have to say, you know, Pearl Washington was, was my favorite. You know, unfortunately, a lot of these New York City point guards, like the last one that I would say that, like, dude was on that elite level, Um, you know, that the guy, so to speak, the, the man to, to do anything was, um, what's my man name? Um, went to China, uh, yeah, Stefan Marbury, you know, after that, you know, they had a couple guys who had the hype, but they just couldn't live up to it. Um,
0: but, um, but yeah,
1: I would have to say Pearl, man. He was, he was the man. He was the man.
0: Okay. Uh, for me, it was, um, for me, it was Kenny Anderson. Um, and hearing about him coming out of New York and going to Georgia Tech forming the Lethal Weapon 3 with Brian Oliver and, and Dennis Scott. Yeah. And what did it for me really was as a as a as a known hater of Duke basketball that I am. Uh when he got obviously the stuff that he did throughout the season and, and all of that, but when he had they played against Duke one day, Georgia Tech, and they were in Atlanta, comes down and it was a fast break opportunity, Keith, and Bobby Hurley was there, and Bobby Hurley was tough, but he had Bobby Hurley backing up and on skates a little bit. He gave him a one of those behind the back, bang, 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 and kind of froze him because he didn't know what he was going to do, and then he drove to the basket and finished, and I, I don't remember, I think they won the game. I don't remember if they did, but it was one of those moments where it was like, yo, this guy's cold, and And uh, he was just tough. So that he was my favorite. And one that I always rooted for, though, uh, growing up in the streetball era too, with and one was Skip to My Loo, Ray for Austin. And uh, he was a real cool dude too. When I got to uh, talk to him a lot when they played the Sixers in the playoffs, they eliminated him the one year. And uh, I would talk to him a few times after the game. And then the final game after they eliminated the sixers after all my work was done before they left aboard the bus, I asked him I just I was like I just asked him the one move that he does and he has this real spin this really good spin move where he keeps it tight and um you know he, he does it so he he took time to actually show me the move where the hands belong, how to keep the defender off and his forearm was real strong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it was like this is how I do it to 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 stop his leg and his arm without them moving. And then I do my spin move and I'm gone. But he was one of my favorites. And just to see him come from the M1 to Fresno State and then make it in the league, playing on the finals team. If you remember, we talked about it. Jameer Nelson got hurt that year. So he was starting a majority of those playoff games mm-hmm. and um, and thriving in that role. And he was one that I, that I always enjoyed. So I look forward to seeing this, this documentary from hopefully seeing guys like... Uh, as we said, Schmush Park. We mentioned it, the older, the older ones from back in the day. Ray for Austin and uh Sham God. I'm sure will be in there because of the move. Even though I always say Jerome Poo Allen, I saw him do it first. So for me, he did it first. It's not the God Sham God move. It's the pooh Allen move from the University of Pennsylvania uh, and uh, some of the other guys that I, I saw later on, Andre Barrett, Omar Cook, names like that. I, I wonder if they're gonna be in this documentary as well. So should be a cool one though should be a cool one to watch yeah and it's funny though but if you want to talk about one of the best guards
1: to come out like i don't know if he was a point guard per se but world b3 was great a great guard too back in the day from new york so you know yeah world (laughs) it's funny like i remember once man because you see world and you see him like with the suits and all that right Yeah. yeah that's what you see him as like Mm-hmm. the happy-go-lucky dude right so i remember yeah. once we were in uh the Sixers were playing in cleveland and they honored world be free and they had like a because he played for the Cavs, so they, they had they- like a highlight, they right. had a highlight reel of him, and i'm like whoa look the world was ball yeah he was killing it man he was killing it so yeah, you know telling- you gotta include him as well as as a great you know what i mean especially a guy that you know you know what i mean so Yeah, world. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, And I knew about world because my dad would always tell me how good World Be Free was. And, um, yeah, he was tough. He was definitely tough. Well, listen, man, enjoy the weekend. Don't forget to go get that lottery ticket so we can can win. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So we can win. Don't forget to go get the lottery ticket. And uh, just to let everybody know, as Keith has been telling everyone, beginning next week, August 1st, we will be down to three episodes a week uh, as the offseason continues to go on. We'll ramp it back up once the season gets started. But uh, we are doing three episodes a week. So we'll, we'll let you know how we do it uh, beginning next next Monday when we get back together. Uh, and thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. We're Locked On experts. They're covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday, And through Friday in less than 30 minutes is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you want to let the folks know what's going on? Like DJ
1: said, wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Locked On 76ers podcast. You can also subscribe to our Locked On 76ers YouTube uh, channel by uh, once you get on there, right? You see the Liberty Bell, click on that Liberty Bell. And next thing you know, you'll become a subscriber. But today when you take a break from getting that uh ticket, right? That lottery ticket. Make sure you listen to my man D from 2 to 6 on 975. If you want to watch it, you could go to NBC Sports Philadelphia. They're going to air it live there so you get to see him see what type of attire my man has on today, right? I this shirt. They <laughs> might rock this one. So so then also but then starting the first 3 days of next week You'll get to watch My Man D or listen to My Man D on 97.5 from 6 to 10 a.m. And then the the following two days, he goes back to his own show, and he'll do it from 6 uh, p.m. to 10 Mm p.m. But you can also follow My Man on Twitter at DevonG975. Follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. And also you can – you know, I'm on vacation now, but you can also – pick up the uh Philadelphia Inquirer to
0: get your latest Sixers news. Absolutely. Well, Keith, have a great weekend, man, and uh enjoy enjoy some some relaxation during your your vacation, man. Same with you, bro. Same Thanks, with you. Man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Right, peace.